Today on the Relationship Renovation Podcast, Tara and I talk all about how having children can have a significant impact on your relationship and all the ways that it might pull you apart at a time where you might think that it would bring you together. We talk about how we've dealt with that over the years, and we talk about some specific strategies of how to stay connected, how to still make your relationship a priority when you have children. So stay tuned. I know this is going to provide information that is going to help you and your partner stay connected, loving, and intimate with one another. Do you want to feel more emotionally and intimately connected with your partner? Then we have the tool that is exactly right for you. We have a program called Relationship Renovation at Home, and it is an amazing way for you and your partner to have a structured way weekly to work together. Because we deserve awesomeness in our relationships. Just go to our website, relationshiprenovation.com. At the top, there's a link to at home program, and it will give you a free lesson. If you want to just check it out and see if it's something that works for you and your partner, we know it will make a significant positive impact on your relationship. Hello all and welcome to the Relationship Renovation Podcast. I'm Tara Kerwin. And my name is EJ Kerwin. What a goodie one we have today. And first of all, happy birthday, EJ. Oh, thank you very much. It's my birthday today. It's always kind of weird. I got up at like three in the morning to make him a little coffee morning note because he always wakes up before me. And I was like, I'm going to wake up before him and give him a little coffee note. Yeah, it was very nice. It was very sweet. Yeah. Well, I'm very happy you were born however many years ago today. Yeah. (laughs) I was thinking if people ask me today, like how old I was, I was going to say like, I've heard that every molecules of our body are made of stardust. So I am the age of stardust. That's interesting. (laughs) It's a good way to avoid the the actual number. Yeah. I never used to like care at all about that. And I find that like, I'm starting to actually care. The number is too freaking big. That's so funny. I don't care at all anymore. It's like something after 45. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Well, let's jump into our topic. It's a really good one today. It's a topic that a lot of couples struggle with. And we see it a lot when couples are coming into the counseling center that this is kind of the beginning of some destabilization and disconnection between the couple. So EJ, without further ado. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about the impact that having kids has on your relationship. And it's significant. I mean, like many things that we sort of discuss here, it's stuff that has affected us deeply. And, you know, we have that unique situation, not unique to everybody, but you know, certainly unique to us, that we also have a blended family. Part of our story and why we even like sort of like began this, you know, sort of direct focus on helping individuals and couples, you know, in their relationship mm-hmm. was that we had this like sort of really wonderful honeymoon period where I already had two boys, but I had them 50-50. So we had like 50% of our time for the first year and a half and almost two of our relationship where like we were alone for half of the week. And eventually when we worked it out, like every other weekend we had together, we went out with friends. Well, and when we were with your boys, we never stayed the night because we didn't live together. So we just, I thought it was so fun. I'm like, oh, these, the boys are so cute. They were like (laughs) two and four and- we just had a ball, but we never we never like lived together or immersed ourselves in that situation until we got engaged. Yeah, and then we got engaged, and like many things in our life, 
when we take on something, we take on and we go full force into it and we got pregnant or you got pregnant. Yes. <laughs> right, right away on our honeymoon, most likely. And so what happened was in a very small amount of time, Tara went from zero kids to four kids. I got pregnant with twins. And WTF. Okay. Yeah. Same. That is like what happened to me. What just happened? I had no idea. So again, our situation is super unique because I can't imagine what it would have been like had we not had the blended family piece. So we're coming from that perspective of just the challenges that that brought in, in addition to just having a baby or babies after having so much time alone and yeah. you know being able to travel and so many things. Well, the joke that we've made with couples over the years is having children is like a car wreck to your relationship. You know, it's it just happens and it completely changes everything. I mean, that and that's certainly been not just our experience. A beautiful car wreck. Because I just love my children so much. Oh, of so course. I'm, it's. I mean, it's not a matter yeah, of not loving. Yes. Because it's not like it's, I, I like, I would not say it's a car wreck to your life. It's a car wreck to your it's relationship to your dynamics. It's a car wreck to your you know. To intimate relationship dynamics. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, and a lot of that is like, you know, so I, I think when, whenever we take on subjects like this, we want to like sort of make sense of it. And one of the lucky things that we have is that we've seen many, many, many individuals over the years, many, many couples. Mm -hmm. And we've learned a lot because we can take that kind of thousand foot view. And, and right. one of the things that happens is the pregnancy and then this child coming in who for two years, we had, a, I had this therapist friend who saw Tara like very early in our, you know, new twins. And he looked at her and he's like, oh, you're in baby prison, aren't you? I remember I said, I'm like, that's exactly what this is. Yeah. I had no idea. That those first two years, at least after a kid is born, I mean, just everything is fundamentally different. And I will say going in, so again, our situation was unique. I was like, oh, EJ's done this before twice. We got this. Like, So there was that expectation that he just knew I'd never been a parent before, except for, right, that like, you know, bonus parent when you and I started to date. And then also the idea that like, oh, we're creating something that's going to be so amazing. And we're going to just be so in love and have this other person or persons like with us all the time. And I had no idea how difficult parenting would be, honestly. So I, I was going in with very rose colored glasses. Like we're just going to be such a happy family. Love everywhere. Yeah. Love and Cheerios and spaghetti everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think like, you know, because we've seen so many couples over the years, I've seen couples who are in their 20s having kids and seeing how it completely shifts their relationship right after they have their child. I've seen couples who are in their 30s. I've seen couples who are, you know, a little, little bit older, even in their early 40s having kids. And no matter what developmental stage you're in, no matter where you guys are in your relationship, it's just such a game changer. Like I think of one couple in particular who they were like this like young, vibrant, having fun. They were both dancers. They were like super passionate, you know, and we worked with them before 
they had kids and, you know, they had their stuff and we were helping them through it. But I remember when they came into our office about six months after, we hadn't seen them in a while, six months after they had had their baby and you could just see that like sort of oh, shell-shocked look on their torn eyes. Down, like, what worn has down, worn down, dad bod, mom bod. Yeah, <laughs> it's about. it's just like. The look in the eye is different. It's like a thousand mile stare of like, oh my God. And I want to be really clear because today is more like a general overview of like how relationships are impacted with children, because we could probably dive in into 10 different topics around, you know, what happens if you have postpartum with your partner? What happens if you're going into the blended family situation? What happens if you have different parenting strategies? I mean, there's so many different little pockets we could go into, but today we're kind of just talking about the broader base of like, wow, when we have kids disconnection can definitely happen if you're not careful and if you're not planning and if you're not preparing. And I didn't do any of that. Again, I just thought, ooh, it's going to be amazing. You know, maybe we'll get more specific in a few future episodes about maybe certain developmental places of a kid's life and how Mm -hmm. that changes things or where you are in your life. But I think like one of the major themes is just being aware that you have to have some sort of strategy of staying connected. And that was one of our biggest mistakes in the early years. I think we got better as we got older and not necessarily because of the kids, but because of our own like sort of self-awareness began to grow. But if you're not proactive about it and you just sort of get that car wreck destabilization and then never reorient yourselves it's super problematic. We didn't know how hard it would be. So we went through the trenches of it and then we developed the center and this podcast because of that. Yeah, I mean, I think in in some ways for us, this mission reoriented us because on this weekly (laughs) basis, we sit down and we talk about like our struggles, the struggles we're seeing couples go through. And then in some ways, it's been our way to sort of like hold ourselves accountable. And I think accountability is a great concept to talk about. It's like, how are you guys sort of taking personal and coupleship accountability for the fact that like, wow, we're not really focusing on ourselves at all. So whether you already have had children and you find yourself disconnected in your relationship and your relationship's not a priority, or you're planning on having children and you just want to get some resources here, like this is what we are here to do today. How do we make sure that our relationship is a priority no matter what with children, if we're planning on having children and what are some ways we can go about that so we're not kind of going in closed-eyed? Yeah. I mean, I think one of the themes is when you have kids, you have to adapt your life. And, and like many things, if you're adapting in a very reactive, just responsive way, mm-hmm. it's easy for the relationship to get very deprioritized because you sort of like have a thing that connects you, even if you're not connected with your partner, maybe intimately, maybe emotionally, but you have this connection that like, oh, the kids, we love the kids, they're the priority, we're doing everything we can to keep this family intact. And that feels like, oh, that's maybe enough. Mm -hmm. 
This is what our job is. This is what we do now because it does become a big job that you didn't have before without children. Yes. And I think what would happen with us like early on and maybe even still at times is that we might have like an argument or disruption that happens that's a result of us not focusing on our relationship and only focusing on the kids. And then we kind of get through it. And we remember how much we love each other. And each of us makes like a a little bit of a change to adapt to what was going on. Mm -hmm. But then we forget and we get like right back into the kids. Our daily busy life. Yeah. I think that couples, if they can be more proactive from very early on in having kids about what are we doing to stay connected. Yes. And that is where we went wrong. We did not make any quality time, any date nights, anything for the first two, three years of our twins' life because it was just so overwhelming. And we didn't really have support until your parents moved here when the twins were like two, I believe. I think one thing we did do though, and I think we almost always did this, and I don't know if we did it intentionally or if it just like happened, is we always had that like book, the question book. And I can remember very early on, because I remember that house we used to live in. I remember waiting for you to put the kids to sleep, or yeah. maybe it was my turn to like like put the kids to sleep. And it probably wasn't enough. It yeah. definitely wasn't enough. Yeah. But it was something. And we'd yep. sit out there and you'd have a glass of wine and yeah. I'd have a drink or we'd yeah. you know do whatever we were doing out there. And it was like we were giving ourselves just enough to not starve our relationship. And I don't know, maybe that was what in some ways got us through it is like at least there was something we would do. It is for sure. Quality time weekly, and I'm not saying date night every week, but where you're being curious about each other, where you're asking each other questions, where you're checking in every day with your feelings and you're making intentions, like that is what we started to create, which is what our relationship renovation you know, modality is really all about. It's like, how do you get curious again after we kind of started taking each other for granted? Yeah. What we know is when couples don't make purposeful actions to stay aligned, to stay connected, it creates a divide or a distance between them that if not corrected, just continues and continues and continues, right? And then all of a sudden, 18 years later, people have a really hard time reconnecting in an emotional way. They don't even know each other anymore. Yes. And so we always want... Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I want to come back to like, okay, well then, duh, like, you know, kids are hard. They pull people apart. Like, what do we recommend to couples? You know, what do we say to a couple How do you stay connected despite just the normal dynamics of having children? I mean, one of my biggest pieces is that you have really healthy communication and emotional safety with each other, that you can talk about how hard it is or how challenging it is or how alone you feel in it or how you're disagreeing with a certain parenting style or how you're going through some anxiety or going through some depression. Like 
It's about having that open communication and it's being received from the other person because I know for us, the level of guardedness and defensiveness for both of us definitely kept us from feeling connected in it. This is why we went through everything we had to. So I think one of the first things is talking about how healthy is our communication. Yes, it was great before all the stimulation came into our environment, but now what is it like and what do we want it to be like? As you were saying that, I was really reflecting on, I don't know if I totally had the tools back then to be able to sort of show up in the way I would have liked to have shown up. Like, I feel like only in the last few years, and this is just my own personal journey, have I gotten to the point where I can understand and take accountability for my own reactivity in difficult moments and at that point, one, I just don't know if I was there in my process yet, but also those first few years of having kids can be, they aren't always, but for a lot of couples they are, are so stressful. Yeah. And so, you know, I guess one of the things that I'm coming to is like, wow, like how important if you're a young couple who maybe hasn't had kids yet, if that's you listening, one of the things I would say is like really jumping into this mindset that we preach here about using your relationship, using the disruptions that you have in your relationship as an indicator of your own personal growth. You know, so I guess that's on the preventative side. Mm -hmm. It's saying like, hey, if there's ways in which you and yeah. your partner struggle to communicate about things prior to having kids, it's just gonna get amplified mm -hmm. once one partner's like, I, I feel uncared for, unloved, or unimportant. Well, wow, the way in which you're reacting now to something that's less intense, you're probably gonna react in a more intense way then. It's just a piece of the healthy communication between the two of you, that personal growth that is happening for you as a parent, right, with the responsibility that comes with that. And then taking that into the coupleship and yes, had I known what I know now, right? We wouldn't yeah. be here. So, but I can even like, even as we're talking about it, I just feel really sad because there were so many moments of missed connection and, you know, there were just, but we didn't know until one day we were just like, this is not okay anymore. Like we either do something about this or I can't live this way. It felt so disconnecting and lonely and overwhelming. And I just couldn't have survived like that. Yeah, I mean, it reminds me of like the Brene Brown work around how many empathy misses there are for couples when they're yes. going through it. I think it's so hard for couples, whether it's early in your kids' lives or adolescence or in, into their teenage years. I think that the things I'm struggling with in our relationship and in life in general, mm -hmm. and the things that you're struggling with are so different. And we, we had a hard time and still do really truly empathizing with the other person. And maybe mm. that you know is a huge piece of advice or awareness to put out to people is like, how can they create more empathy for each other in those moments? Yeah, and I think like for us again, and I think a lot of couples that we've talked to around with this responsibility of other humans now, <laughs> it's like another job, right? And it feels very, it feels like a lot right? From morning, noon, night, feels like a lot. And so a lot of that playfulness, lightness, lightheartedness, joyfulness, that gets lost because you're so 
worried about, okay, what's for lunch? What's for dinner? Are they getting enough protein? Are they going to get enough of their carbs? They have to go to bed early. Make sure they're, they're on their routine. Did they get their homework done? Like it is constant in your mind. And so that playfulness, that lightheartedness, that fun kind of leaves the relationship, not because it's on purpose, but because we get into our bodies, we get into our minds, and we have this huge responsibility of caretaking another human for at least 18 years. And that in itself feels like a lot. And then where is the space for like, oh yeah, let's dance again. Let's go out and have some fun. I don't have that. I mean, I'm learning how to have it more. Yeah. So two things we hit. We hit how important it is to be empathetic of the unique experience of your partner. The other is how can you still have lightness? You know, how can you still have fun? And I think that those two are actually pretty related to one another. You know, that if I would have been more empathetic to what your experience was and you felt heard and I was maybe less reactive and less defensive, then maybe it would have lightened your load a little bit. And maybe it would have been easier for you to have been light mm, with yeah. me. And so what happened, and I think what happens- this Hey is, dads, did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> what continues to happen then is you connect in a light way with the kids and you don't with me. And this is a very common thing that we see is people begin to get their needs met in different ways outside of their relationship. So again, going back, right? We know that that's really unhealthy. So how do you get your needs met from each other? And so if couples spend a long period of time where they're not having those light and playful and fun moments with each other, and they're getting it from someplace else, and it doesn't necessarily have to be something you know nefarious like an affair or, or anything like that, but just like I remember early on, like just like my running at that period was mm -hmm. like my golden time, but it was just my golden time. And you would always talk about being at the park with the kids or these like moments with them, which was your golden time. And we had very little golden time together. together. Yeah. I like how you said that. That yeah. feels very true. Because I was like, how dare you put all this stress on me? I was really internally blaming you for doing yeah. that, even though it was not your fault that we got pregnant with twins. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and that they had colic and that yeah. I had postpartum, yeah. you know. And so I guess the message as always with whatever dynamic that we're talking about in what disrupts your relationship is you first have to name it. You know, you, you have to name it. And I, and I think on some level, what we're saying is naming it, if this is something you feel wherever your kids are and wherever you and your partner are, if you're naming like, we just don't have really fun, light time together. Mm -hmm. You can't get to the solution right away. You have to be able to talk about it in a way where what is like, you know, for math, like what is the lowest common denominator? What is the thing that we can both connect on? Is right. that we miss having a connected relationship with one another? And can we do that in a way that's full of like really kind, loving I statements and not pointing your finger at the other person of like, you're doing this, and first just saying like, hey, can you have a discussion with your partner where you're like, hey, what do you want? Right, yeah. In the midst of all of this, 
What do you want for us? And I think, again, whether you have children or you're planning on having a family, just talking about ways you can stay connected through, it can be overwhelming transition with a lot of responsibility because everybody has different ways of connecting. Maybe it's just like a 10-minute walk in the morning. Maybe it's the check-ins that we sometimes do with each other. Maybe it's going on an adventure like every three months, like the two of you go on like a three-day weekend getaway. I mean, everyone has different ways of having just 10 to 20 minutes or a weekend to have a different experience, right? And research shows that when we get out and do something different instead of the monotony of the same thing every day, it actually creates those feel-good hormones that we used to have when we were together. That is what's going to lead to playfulness. That is what is going to lead to lightness, is being able to take some experiences with just your partner and integrate that into your daily system with kids now. Absolutely. I mean, and so maybe that's as simple as, you know, a family therapist would tell you like, hey, you need to have family meetings in order to like focus on what's right for the family. Maybe it's saying like, hey, we need like a relationship meeting. You know, we, we need to create a structured way where we try to come into the conversation borrowing an old topic from an old podcast in the window of tolerance where both of our nervous systems are in a calm place where we know we're going in, we know what we're talking about. So nobody is sort of broadsiding the other person and the other person's defenses already fly up. You know, maybe saying maybe, you know, no matter how busy life is, our relationship is worth a 15 minute check-in on Sunday evenings and what are we going to do this week to try to stay connected? And be careful because don't go into the past. Don't go into like, wow, we haven't done this. It's This is a moving forward. How from this moment can we start to create a dialogue that's going to help us begin to have more connection in what has you know turned out to be disconnection because of kids? It's okay. It's very normal. But this is a moving forward approach, right? And here's the thing, it can be triggering. Like I'm sitting here with you and I feel very triggered thinking about all of the things that we didn't get to do. But then I'm like, but it's okay because we're here now and we're moving forward today, right? And we do the work, we do the check-ins, we have the healthier communication, right? We're not perfect all the time, but so just be really careful. It's a moving forward approach. And again, that's why we created our approach here. It's like just that curiosity piece. I mean, like EJ said, we had a book on Amazon just to like ask each other questions at night. That was just fun. We're still curious about each other. I don't know what historian EJ wants to be. (laughs) Yeah. So creating structured time to talk about what you guys together want, trying to cultivate light moments that maybe don't involve the kids where you guys Mm -hmm. can be connected. You know, and then on top of it all, just being aware of what is this stressful time? What is it sort of activating for me personally that has nothing to do with my partner? You know, what is my personal growth in this time that we're going through? Absolutely. And again, EJ, thank you for bringing so much overwhelm and love into my life and being able to make me grow as a person because that's really what is about my children, you, our family, the blendedness of it. Like I keep learning how I can be a, a better person in the midst of like just a lot of chaos. Again, I know this was more kind of like an overview 
of what happens. And we could probably have 30,000 different podcasts focused on each little nook and cranny of it. Well, and I would love to hear if there are listeners out there and you're like, hey, there's this specific part about having kids that, that my partner and I struggle with, please send us an email to info at relationshiprenovation.com mm-hmm. and name it. Like this is something that is really difficult for us since we've had kids. And and we'll take these things on like one by one because I know like Tara said, we just took on a broad topic mm-hmm. and there's so many different little struggles within this topic of how do you make your relationship a priority? Mm -hmm. How do you stay connected? How do you feel loving towards one another when your life becomes complicated by bringing new human beings into it? So if this is a a podcast that you're like, oh my gosh, my friend would love to hear this or, or my partner would love to hear this, Share this episode, please pass it on to somebody. That is at our our core of our mission is building a community of people who support each other and having a connected relationship because we know that relationships are at the heart of our of our family, of our communities. So please share this episode with somebody who you think will connect with it. And thanks for listening again. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. You deserve an amazing relationship. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Me and you just singing on the train. Me and you listening to the rain. Me and you, we are the Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.